You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to the final part of today's program. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to be hearing about an upcoming exhibition on migrant workers this Friday at K11 Musee, which is organised by Coexist, a student-led migrant, a student-led migrant workers advocacy group based at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. And I'm really delighted to be joined by the three wise ladies uh, who, who, who are the, the, the brain behind this wonderful organization. I'd like to welcome back onto the program Katia Shek, who's the founder, along with two members, Ala Fan and Hannah Yu. Welcome on the program. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much. We are live this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Ala, Katia and also Hannah this afternoon. Um, perhaps I will start with you first, Katia. You, you, you've been on the program before, so it's nice to see you again. Tell us a little bit about Coexist. Where did this idea come from? What do you do? Who are you? So Coexist, um, we're based in Chinese International School in Hong Kong, and our goal is just to make our migrant worker community feel respected and cared for and acknowledged for the incredible role they play as the backbone of our city. And we do this through a variety of workshops, such as financial literacy workshops with um, a local NGO and Rich. And we work with Help for Domestic Workers, and we work with Mission for Migrant Workers. So just a bunch of activities that aim to foster a community of social inclusivity. Why is this so important? You mentioned just now they are the backbone of our society. You know, have they sort of been left out in, in Hong Kong in some ways? Yeah. Um, maybe Ala, if you, you can <laughs> chat. Yeah, a lot of migrant workers in Hong just Kong. Just come a bit closer to the mic. Yep. Or move the mic closer to you. Okay. Yes. A lot of migrant workers in Hong Kong are just neglected and not seen as kind of citizens of Hong Kong. They can't even get a permanent residency in Hong Kong. So a lot of their problems are kind of overlooked by the Hong Kong government. So yeah, our purpose as an organization is just to raise awareness about this group of people. There is about almost 400,000 migrant workers in Hong Kong. So they make up such a large population, but they are often overlooked by the law. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you sort of share some examples of, of the types of discrimination that they may face or, you know, examples that you can think of that or you've heard about mm -hmm. that uh, migrant domestic workers often face here in Hong Kong? Hannah, maybe you can go. Well, um, migrant workers, they're often, like Erla mentioned, overlooked. So a lot of them come to Hong Kong to um, support their family back in the Philippines or Indonesia or wherever they're from. So when they come here, they are often exploited in some sense. For example, they need to go through an agency to find a job in Hong Kong, but then the agency might take advantage of them through charging them more than what is allowed or they might be taken advantage of through their employer who um, might ignore some rights that they have and they might like live in unfortunate conditions which should not be allowed. Yeah, that, that's a great example. I think under the law agencies, you know, charge employers, but then they're not really supposed to charge the, the domestic workers. Of course, you know, this differs from agency to agency, some sort of market it as a training you know so they don't sort of say it's an agency fee they, they market it as such that you know you can come work in Hong Kong but we're going to charge you for some quote-unquote training fee and, and that sort of thing what about attitudes towards migrant workers here in Hong Kong um, do they sort of face discrimination by society at large you know from from just citizens how are domestic workers sort of being treated around Hong Kong Cartier yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I think sometimes they might not be respected, as Erla just mentioned. Sometimes they may be seen, unrightfully so, but as inferior citizens, which is totally untrue. You know, they come here just for want of a better life for them and their families. Everybody's equal, right? Exactly. Um, but sometimes I also feel like they may be bounded by the financial leverage that they have. So in some cases, they may not feel the need to fight for their rights or fight for their justice just because of the limitations that this instance may cause. Um, we actually, us all three of us, did a program called First Hand with Help for Domestic Workers, where they were kind enough to teach us about the basic laws that migrant workers are governed um, by. And it was really interesting because they spoke about how sometimes even though they're exploited, they're not incentivized to fight for their rights because in this time of fighting for their rights, they're not allowed to work. And as you know, that's not really a feasible option if you think about it practically because they're bounded by the fact that they need their pay to support their families at home. So I think a lot of these legal restrictions and systemic issues cause them to be unable to be rightfully recognized and acknowledged and respected. Yeah, yeah. just to give it, uh, our listeners some context, um, there's that two-week rule where if a domestic worker is uh, being dismissed or, or fired or terminated by their employer, they only have two weeks to remain in Hong Kong to find a job. And if they don't, they, they have to leave Hong Kong. And a lot of the times, if they are, as you mentioned just now, if they're not rightfully dismissed or if they're sort of um, unlawfully terminated, it doesn't really give them a lot of time or a lot of leeway for them to find a lawyer, build a case, and to really fight the the unlawful employer i mean what can what sorts of support is offered to them in, in those situations I, I know you work with a number of and you partner up with a, with a number of ngos who have a special interest in, in migrant workers what sorts of help is available to your knowledge yeah. ella um yeah so we worked with multiple organizations like help for domestic workers or mission for migrant workers they all have kind of provided legal support for these um, migrant workers who are currently finding jobs or were um, illegally kind of terminated from their jobs for whatever reason. Um, I remember in year 11, year 10, we did kind of a project with migrant workers as well. And then I went to visit kind of a shelter in um, Kowloon. Um, I forgot where it was. <laughs> Yeah, Christian action with yeah, and they had like a domestic worker kind of sector, and they also like helped out these domestic workers who were illegally um, terminated, and they helped them with these legal support, and then helped them with their bills and everything. So, yeah, there's a lot of organizations out there, and definitely a lot of religious groups as well that are actually helping these mine workers. Yeah. yeah, I think in terms of help, there's also a unique type of help that Enrich provides. Um, Enrich is basically a local NGO that um, that empowers the migrant worker community through financial literacy education. And I think that's a really unique way to approach the situation because a lot of them are actually in debt and this helps them to feel empowered to perhaps start their own business and have these resources to make them know that they have the education to do what they want when they, for example, retire or they can save enough money to provide for their children's education. And I think that's a really unique form of help. Yeah, yeah. Hannah? And to, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, and go to ahead. add on again, <laughs> Uh, Mission for Migrant Workers, they also have a Bethune house, which is like a refuge yes. for migrant workers. And we actually um, published kind of a storybook that like all the proceeds will go to Bethune house. So that's also our kind of passion to help these migrant workers um, find refuge if they need it. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of sparked your interest in this area? I mean, I mean, you're three very young students here in Hong Kong. You know, why the special interest in uh, migrant workers here in Hong Kong? Hannah? Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, I joined Coexist as a service because, well, I have my own helper back at home, and she's really like. Like all, of the, I've had a couple helpers in the past, and we've all grown really close because, because of how they've, like, basically raised me alongside my my own parents, and from when I was little, and they play such a crucial part in my life, and not just in taking care of me, but also helping my parents so that they can work, and then knowing that I'm me and my sister are safe at home. Yeah. Yeah. And Cartier, what about you? That really, uh, that's such a lovely story because, yeah. you know, that's why I'm here working because my lovely helper is looking after my daughters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. They, I mean, they constitute 5% of our population around that. And they, a lot of us, they play such a huge part of our personal lives. Like, Erla and I started this because we're really close to our aunties. You know, um, they're so cheerful and positive about life. And they teach us so many life lessons because they're from such different backgrounds. And I think to give back to that and to provide resources that they don't have access to um, similar to how they've provided us with resources you know it's I think it's a really rewarding experience and we learn something new every day. Absolutely. Anna and for you what, what where did this passion come from? Yeah I just like my um, auntie at home she's been with me for about 17 years. Oh wow. And yeah she's basically been um, my main supporter. Yeah, yeah. I, before I was even like before born, born. <laughs> she was there. So I just like I talk to her every day. Like I, I just want to know about like the struggles that their community goes through because it's a lot. Like they come to Hong Kong, they sacrifice so much for their families, and they don't get a lot of like basic rights that they are very like they should be entitled to those rights. And even if like it's written in the law, it's not specifically said. So a lot of things are just overlooked by employers and they can you know they have a lot more legal power than these migrant workers who you know come here with almost nothing and they have to work for their families so there's a lot of emotional like they need a lot of emotional support as well as legal support there's a lot of things that have to be um you know done for migrant workers that are currently overlooked so yeah just my personal experience with my auntie and like my kind of passion for advocacy as well. Yeah. yeah, this is so heartwarming to hear. And and you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of people forget, you know, these these aunties, these helpers, they're not just helpers. They are, you know, women in their own rights. They 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 are mothers, they're daughters, they are probably artists. They're very great cooks. Mm. You know, they have their own passion. My own auntie is a terrific sewer and she, she makes like, you know, amazing oh, yeah. dresses and she's a very good painter. And, mm. you know, a lot of these times, you know, these women are whole women and they have their own dreams and passion but they've had to put all of that on hold so that they can provide a better life for their family mm -hmm. um, and, and you're absolutely right I think that there is that element of um, if something goes wrong they don't really feel like they have a voice to to say hey this isn't right because they'll always feel like they are second class which is absolutely not true and, and it's heartbreaking to know that this situation ex exists for them um, I, I want to turn to one point about financial literacy that's really really important um, because a lot of uh, helpers who come to Hong Kong are sometimes in debt or they have to provide for their families back home why are they why do some of them find it difficult to budget or find it hard to sort of save money or sort of say no to lending money you know is, is it a cultural thing as well or is there just a lot of burden that's placed on them that they have to provide for you know their, their sons their, their mothers their sisters and you know what sorts of financial burdens are, are sort of placed on on these ladies and, and men um, and why is financial literacy so important um, for them 
based on like the my my personal experience with my um auntie like she's always um in sort of like a financial like need because they're always lending money they're always giving money back to their own families so it's always a constant struggle about how much money should i keep for myself should i invest in myself and how much money should i invest in my family and you know they feel, feel a sense of guilt because they're in hong kong they're like making money for their families but they also don't necessarily have the skills or like the ability to save for their um children's future or save for themselves so kind of the um financial li- literacy courses provided by enrich or other um organizations they just aim to help these uh women migrant workers learn how to budget and learn how to you know um plan for their futures without you know sacrificing all their money i and think then, guilt is such an excellent yeah, guilt, point because yeah. they do feel guilty for you know for mm-hmm. being in hong kong and and earning you know quote-unquote money but then you know they have you know other expenses yeah. as well. well we're coming up towards the three o'clock news i still haven't asked you about the exhibition <laughs> it's yeah. just very interesting issues to cover so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the exhibition which opens uh, on friday hannah mm-hmm. So we're hosting an exhibition at K11 Museum in TST from May 21st to May 30. And the theme is Backbone of Our City. So like we mentioned earlier, um, we noticed how migrant workers are so often overlooked and ignored. So we wanted to really showcase their talents and through this break stereotypes of what migrant workers are. So yeah, we're really excited to um, share some migrant worker artists and some student artists as well with everyone. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and who who sort of ended up curating this? You know, or, you know, there must be a lot of uh, artists and art pieces to, uh, are you still in the process of curating or is it all sort of done? It's all sort of done, <laughs> <laughs> but because it's it starts this Friday. So it's very, um, it was a very rushed process and it was really cool kind of reaching out to different artists in Hong Kong, like just finding out, oh, there's so many like migrant worker artists and so many children actually students um interested in contributing to the art exhibition so it was really fun to see that's terrific i must come and see it and also maybe get some contacts with some of uh, these artists Mm -hmm. uh, we've had in the past on the program Mm -hmm. uh, migrant worker artists and it's amazing you know you just think you're so talented um you know and and and, you know what a terrific outlet um remind our listeners once again how can we find out more about the exhibition and have you got an instagram and also uh for co exist how can we support the work that you do (laughs) Um, our website is www.coexisthk.com and our instagram is coexist.hk that's our handle name Um, but to find out more you can always just check out these two avenues and in order to support coexist i think it's more important because to enact these values that we talk about today in our personal lives because ultimately our role isn't really to impose laws or anything it's more to foster this culture of respect and empathy and um in regards to how you can help the larger community i think just like what we said before with the financial literacy and rich provides an amazing opportunity for employers to really help out their um, employees by sponsoring them to take different courses um i think it goes a long way you know you're giving them the education and the empowerment that they need to fuel the rest of their lives and um, I think that's one way to help this community in your personal life. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you three, and thank you so much for setting Coexist up. And also, I wish you the best of luck for the upcoming exhibition. And we were chatting with uh, Katia Shek, Ella Fan, and also Hannah Yu, uh, members of Coexist, a student-led migrant workers advocacy group based at the Chinese International School. And uh, they have an upcoming exhibition uh, starting from this Friday at K11 Musee. Thank you so much for thank your time. Thank you so much, Thank Marie. you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.